So we're holding by Malach Malaf, where Parakit Ches, Pasuk Membez, the Shiva started as a Schosli Lenishma Sichaskal Shraga ben Avram Yehuda. It should also be a Schosli Lenishma Sabachil Machabanash, Moshe ben Daniel, Chaim Elazar ben Shimshin Arya, Yenas Tetzerobah Sichaskal, as well as a Schosfufu Shlem of Chaim Moshe Shob and Malka Chaim Dai ben Menorachal, Chanalei Bashin de Rachal Abadati ben Peril, and a Schos for all those in a Makam Sakana in and around Eretz Yisrael. So we saw previously that after Elio's carbon is accepted by a Kavish Baruch the people are motivated and inspired. They declare Hashemu Elikim, Hashemu Elikim. And Elio utilizes Klai Yisrael's devotion at that moment to seize the Nevi'e Baal and execute them. So after the execution, Elio had told Achav to go and eat and drink, break his fast, rain was coming. So Pasuk Membeis, Vayale Achav Lechol, Velishtoi. So Achav now goes up to eat and drink, either according to one shot, he went up to his tent from the Nachal Kishon, which was in the valley, or he went up, he was heading up towards Shemrain to his home. Velio Allah El Raisha Carmel. Elio climbs the summit of Har Carmel. Vayighar Arza. He uh, bows down on the ground. Vayos and Panov Ben Berkov. And then he put his face between his knees, waiting the results of his tfila. Meaning when it says Vayighar Arza, so Rashi explains that he davened. And then he awaited to see if his tfila would be answered if the rain was coming. So the Mepharshim question why Elio had to daven for rain. Hashem had told him at the beginning of this parak that go appear before Achav and I'm going to bring rain. So why did Elio have to daven? The rain was already assured by HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So the Rabak says that although Elio knew the rain was coming, he davened it should come immediately. While Achav and the people are still there so that everyone could see that it had come as a result of his tefillah and as a result of their tshuva, Elio wanted them to realize that the rain was withheld because they had disobeyed Hashem and followed Avaita Zara. And now, as soon as they abandon Avaita Zara, immediately the rain is restored. That would really impact the people and show them that worshipping Avaita Zara is what leads to their punishments. The Malbim says slightly differently. The Malbim says that Elio only was promised by HaKadosh Baruch Hu that rain would come, the normal, natural um, um, way that rain would come, which means that water would evaporate, create clouds, and then eventually the clouds would grow darker and darker until eventually rain would come. But that might take some time, and that might also not be Gishmei Bracha. Elio Davin, that the rain should come immediately, and it should also be Gishmei Bracha, and by falling immediately when there is no evaporation process even happening, he's davening essentially for a miracle, and that's why Elio was required to do a tefillah. The Nitziv in his Devar HaEmek says that the nature of the world, the way that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world, is that Shefa and Bracha does not come to this world without tefillah. Even if something is assured by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but in order to turn the key and open up the storehouses for the Shafa Bracha to come down to the world, Kaddish Baruch Hu put into nature that uh, there has to be a tefillah. The tefillah is the key that opens the door to the storehouse. And even if something was promised, it will not come until there is some tefillah that opens the door to the storehouse. The Mishnah's Rebbe Leyezer brings a raya from here that Birchas Shonim, davening for sustenance, is considered tefillah. It brings a raya from here from the fact that it says that Elio went up to Davin, right? Which the Mepharshim explained, he put his hand between his, he, put, he bowed down on the ground in Tefillah. And what was he davening for? He was davening for rain. So the Mishnah's Rebbe says, you see from here, Raya, that Berchas Hashanim, davening for sustenance, is considered Tefillah. The Rabag says, why did Elio put his face between his knees? Elio put, bowed down on the ground in Tefillah. But then the Pasuk says, that he put his face between his knees, which was certainly an uncomfortable position. Why did he do so? 
while he was awaiting results. So the Robach says that he's, he purposely put himself in, a, in an uncomfortable position in the hope that Hashem would not only bring the rain because of his tefillah, but also have Rachmanus on him, that Elio would not want the Navi to be discomfort and the Navi to be in pain and in sar. So he put himself in a position that created that sar, so that Hashem should be motivated to act quickly, if nothing else, to remove the Navi from his position of sar. So Pasuk Mem Gimel Vayomer El Naroi, so after Elio Davins, he says to his nar, his attendant, Aleina Habit, go up now and, and look, Derech Yam towards the west, Vayal Vayabit, he went up to look, Vayomer Ein Meumah, he said there's nothing at all, Vayomer Shuv Sheva Pamim, so seven times Elio tells him, go back and check, meaning that Elio repeatedly sent his servant to a better vantage point to see did any clouds form over the west over the Mediterranean, and each time the answer was no until the seventh time of Pasuk Memdalid, and it was the seventh time, when the attendant comes back, he says, It's a cloud as small as a man's hand, it's coming up from the west. So Elio tells the Nar, Go up and tell Achav, Quickly harness your chariot and go down so that the rain does not hold you back. Meaning, go get on your chariot, uh, harness the horses, and immediately rush back to Shoimran as quickly as possible because the rains are going to come. Even though there's only a very small cloud now, Elio understood that the tefillah was answered, the rain was about to come, and it was going to block Achav's path if Achav delayed any further. So the Radak said that even though Elio told Achav to go up and eat, but when Achav saw Elio go up to the top of the mountain, he delayed, he changed his plans, he wanted to see what would be the result of Elio's tefillah, and so that's why Achav was still there, and Elio had to tell uh, Achav, quick, go back to Shemrain before you get stuck in the rain. The Kliyakar says that Elio's tefillah was not answered until the seventh time that the Nar went to check because it's a, it's a, um, fulfillment of the Pasuk and Mishle, ki sheva yipal tzadik vikam, that a tzadik falls seven times and then he gets back up, meaning that Elio had seven opportunities to despair, that his whole reputation and everything he did by bringing a carbon outside on a bummer and setting up this whole showdown with the Nevi'e Baal was all going to be for nothing if the rain would not fall. And yet Elio did not despair, even though it seems like Hashem was ignoring his tefillahs. He kept going back up to check. His whole credibility was on the line. Klai Yisrael would have abandoned him and abandoned the Kaddish Baruch Hu immediately if the rain did not fall as he promised. And even though six times there was no response, Elio did not lose hope until finally his tefillahs were answered and the Kiddush Hashem came about and Klai Yisrael's full emunah was restored in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Why was the cloud in the shape of a small man's hand? You see in Pasuk Mem Dalid, at the seventh time, it's a cloud as small as a man's hand. Why was that the shape of the cloud? So the Malbim says that it was a single small cloud symbolizing that the rain that was about to come was due to the schos of one individual, namely Elio. The Kliyakar says slightly differently, the hand symbolized that Yeshua was coming, not in the schus of Elio, but in the schus of the widow who had only a handful of flour left and yet was ready to give it all to Elio.